This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I'm looking for durable competitive advantage. I'm looking for something that has a moat around it for a considerable period of time. And I'm looking for an an honest and able management to run it because I don't know how to run it myself. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast giving you all the basics you need to feel confident on your investing journey. There is no jargon and no BS. Over these next three episodes, we're going to be doing a Broker Basics with Superhero. We've crowdsourced your questions from the Equitymates community and we've included some of our own. We'll be covering the fundamentals of brokers, choosing the right broker for you, managing a trade and managing your portfolio. This is going to be your one-stop shop for all of your broker questions. So we have brought in an expert from Superhero to help us all through it. But as always, and firstly, I am joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. I'm looking forward to this series. Uh, We get a lot of questions here at Equity Mates, but number one with a bullet uh, is what broker should I sign up with? And so I think this series is going to be a great way to help people understand what a broker is and how to make that choice. It can be very daunting. There are a lot of options out there at the moment. New ones coming to town. Uh, Obviously, some old ones that are still sticking around and making it it all very confusing. But to help us all through this, we are joined by the founder and CEO of Superhero, John Winters. Welcome. Thanks for having me. You're, I think, I you're think one it's... of those new ones that Bryce was mentioning. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> one of the new ones making the old ones very nervous, fresh, we should say. <laughs> fresh to market. Fresh to market. I think it's a, I think it's a great opportunity to, to talk on, on you know, this series because so many people could even come to me still saying, you know, what, what's the difference? What broker should yeah. I use? The onboarding process is so confusing. Who do I choose? What's the difference? You know, it's yeah. all, they're, they're yeah. all, all the same questions from so many people. Yeah. So... Yeah, hopefully we can clear some of those things up. We don't believe that choosing a broker should be the first barrier to investing, which we'll touch on in a little bit. But uh, I think at the, the idea for these three episodes is to really give you the confidence to choose a broker that is right for you. So we'll be walking through, as we said, what are the fundamentals uh, of brokers in this episode? Um, you know, what is a broker and where they fit into the financial landscape? How brokers have changed over the years? Going to the old school days of the Wall Street, sort of throwing bits of paper around. Well, I don't know, John, maybe it does still exist. Um, The basics of opening and operating a brokerage account. And then we'll finish with a chat on, are brokers safe? Which I think is a very sort of important question to touch on as a lot of people have that uh, consideration in the back of their mind, you know, putting money that they've saved for for a while into, uh, I guess, something that is very new and unknown. So, I guess to kick it off. Yeah, let's start at the very beginning. Um, John, what is a broker? 
Great question. So a broker is really the facilitator of your investment. So if you wanted to place a trade, if you wanted to buy some shares, you can't go to Wall Street, <laughs> to the New York Stock Exchange and knock on the door and say, I want to buy some shares. Oh, that's what I've been doing wrong. You can't, you can't go down to Bridge Street to the ASX. Those are the exchanges and you need a broker who facilitates your relationship between you as an investor and the exchange. So a, a broker is really that sort of intermediary that you require. They are the ones that you give your order to, whether you're picking up the phone and speaking to someone or you're going online, signing up and, and putting an order into, into a website. The, the broker is the one who's facilitating the transfer of shares, the transfer of money, the placing the trades into the market. They're the, they're the guys who are actually doing all of the work in the background to make sure that you end up with with your, you know, hundred, two hundred dollars worth of or, you know, two thousand dollars worth of BHP shares and that they are taking the money off you to to pay for those shares. Yeah. The the broker's basically your agent. You tell them what to do, then they go out and do it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it I mean it is it is sort of like a, a real estate agent from from in some respect. Um you you can buy and sell a house without one, but you, shares you you have to have a broker um that that's just how that's just how it works yeah yeah so you uh you just touched on that but i'm going to ask you explicitly uh do you need a broker yes you do yeah so a broker is a a regulated financial services provider so they they are the the only sort of the the only conduit into the exchange they're the only way that you can buy and sell shares Un unless you were doing a transfer from your mum and dad or or to your mum and dad or, or you know to your kids or, mm. or, or something there's there's ways that you can transfer shares but if you wanted to go into the market and buy buy shares you have to do it through a broker yeah mm. yeah they're matchmakers you can't just call goldman sachs up and be like do you have any shares you want to sell me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could give it a shot yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the landscape for brokers within australia and obviously all around the world, but we'll focus here in Australia has, has changed. Um, you used to be a stockbroker, John. Um, so you've got experience in this space and you've seen the transition. Um, I remember back when I started investing and my parents were investing, it was, you know, the traditional call up someone and say that I want BHP or CBA and they would execute the trades. And now we've got the likes of superhero where it's high tech platform, cheap trades, so the, the, the change has been quite significant. Are you yeah. able to sort of talk us through how the brokers have changed and maybe what they offer yeah, um, and what sure. the differences are? Well, I started my, my career in, in financial services and broking back in 2007 and we're still filling in paper, for, paper tickets that you'd go and hand to the, to the DTRs who are the guys who actually put orders into the market. And, and that, that was really the, the start. It was, you know, you're sort of the junior of the office and you do data entry and you, you fold, we were folding contract notes and putting them in envelopes and things. That, that's, <laughs> and, and, you know, talking to, to my, my parents, they were, they were sort of, well, back in their day, you, were, you went from a chalky where you were writing up share price on a chalkboard sure. through, through, to, through to... It's like a glassy. Yeah. <laughs> chalky. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then you'd move through to becoming a broker. So that was, that was the beginning of, of my journey, paper tickets. And that was in 2007, just before the GFC. Which really wasn't that long ago. No. <laughs> it's, it's surprising when you look back. I mean, online broking did start in the late, in the late 90s. And Comsec was sort of the first major cab off the rank on the, on the, um, the online share trading mm, mm. Um, scene. 
Um, but yeah, things things have changed. I guess the 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 key thing is you, you to to trade with a broker. You're either picking up the phone and talking to someone, and the person at the other end of the phone is is typing your order into to their system, mm-hmm. which is then getting pushed into the market. Or you're using online, you're doing it yourself, and you are putting the order in yourself, and and that online platform is then putting the the order into the market automatically. Um, so so there's there is a difference between between you know how you can do it, but yeah, the the, the change in technology that we're seeing is is moving at lightning pace now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there's probably two key differences between uh, the old school pick up the phone and talk to someone and you know the online uh, way of doing it. I guess uh, the first one is you're actually speaking to a real person um, with the uh, the old school way of doing it, and I guess they can you know they can breathe in sharply and say, are you sure you want to put that trade on? That might not be a good idea. Whereas uh, when you're doing it online, you, it's a free for all. Um, but probably the biggest uh, change is the cost. And, you know, Superhero has come to the market. They offer $5 brokerage. So anytime you want to buy or sell a share, it's five bucks, cheapest in the market. Z- free for ETFs. Again, cheapest in the market. Can't get much cheaper than that. Until you start paying me to buy ATFs, yeah. <laughs> um, there'd be something wrong, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we put that in context, though? Um, Five dollar brokerage for Superhero, um, a bit more expensive, but still cheap for a lot of the other online brokers. How does that compare to a full service pick up the phone and call someone broker? Yeah, so a full service broker where you're, you're picking up the phone, you're having a chat, and you're either getting advice or you're not getting advice. The rack rate is one percent of the value of the trade or $125. So it's $125 as a minimum. Yeah. Then then you've got the online guys who who and and that that the 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 old school broking way, you know, that that is the rack rates. If you did significant volume, you might, you might get that down to half a percent. Mm-hmm. You still got that 125 minimum. I think that's pretty pretty standard across the industry. But when you look at the online guys, you've got anything from where we are, where we go from free or or flat five dollars per trade for shares. You can you can get guys who are nine dollars fifty, nineteen ninety five plus. Some some are, are, are have a percentage scale as well. Um, so it really it, you, you sort of got to do your homework a little bit. But there is a huge difference in in price between picking up the phone and speaking to someone and doing it yourself yeah. online. And at the end of the day, you're buying the same shares. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest thing. It's the same shares. And if you are spending 125 bucks to put $1,000 into Woolworth shares, you're already you know, over 10% down, you're 12, 12 and a bit percent down. You got to make that money back. Yeah. 125 bucks. We, what's that? 25 trades on Superhero for five bucks shares. <laughs> I guess the question that comes to mind for a lot of our listeners then, and this is a question that has come through from one of the listeners is, you know, if something is more expensive, it's perceived as, I guess, better quality, maybe more value. Is is that the way to look at brokers these days? And I, I guess the direct question is, what can I expect from a higher fee broker? Yeah, there's there's not a huge amount of difference. The, the, the full service broking model is really based around advice. So that's that's how they sort of command a, a higher a higher price. But at the end of the day, if you call if you call a full service broker and say, "Buy me two thousand dollars worth of afterpay shares," 
or you go to superhero and, and you put in an order for 2000 you're getting the same shares yeah it's exactly the same thing you're just getting charged a different price if you and you called them and said i want to do this yeah. so there's no advice in that in that instance yeah. so there's not a huge amount of difference with the end product mm -hmm. there is a huge amount of difference with the price yeah and then if you look at the online guys there's no difference between the shares you're buying through Comsec to Selfwealth to Superhero. They're the same shares. There is a price difference though. So that's that, and it's personal preference which yeah. one you choose. And and we'll talk about that as we go. But the the end result is the shares that you're buying. Yeah, and they're all the same. Yeah, they're all the same. And uh, I guess a, a common question we get uh, is: Do different brokers offer different shares? You, you get some brokers that offer uh, access to different markets, but most brokers offer, like, like we have all of the shares and ETFs on the, on the Aussie market, yeah. mm. and that would be pretty standard across any broker that offers yeah. mm. Aussie. Yeah. Be yeah. weird if they're like, we're just going to do the top 200. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, it makes sense, you know, like if you think of an analogy of like retailers, different online retailers offer different things, but with the stock market, all brokers that offer access to the Australian market offer access to the same Australian shares. Yeah. yeah. At the, the prices are the same. Um, on, you know, let's we've only, we've only got, I mean, there's, there's two exchanges, the, the ASX and Chi-X. Hey, don't forget the NSX. Yeah. <laughs> Often forgotten yeah. Australian stock exchange. Yeah. It's, but yeah. they don't. They highly don't, liquid. Yeah. Highly yeah. Liquid. A lot of activity going on. I think on there's there. a couple of others popping, popping up as well. Really? Sydney, Sydney Stock Exchange. Soon to be the Equimate Stock Exchange. <laughs> not, not exactly sure what they do over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the prices that you get in Australia are the price, like the standard pricing. Yeah. So the US, there's. Plenty, like there's a lot of different exchanges mm -hmm. and depending on which exchange you trade into, there, there could be a different price. That That's not the case in Australia. Yeah. It's all the same price, all the same shares. So we've unpacked what a broker is. It's the facilitator between you and the market making the trade possible. Can't go and knock on the door of Woolworths and ask for some stock. Um, and we've understood that, you know, there are a number of different types of brokers. You've got your full service on one end generally very expensive and sort of play in the advice space through to the the banks and then also this online um, approach now that a lot of the like the likes of superhero offering um, I guess then the, the next part is where do brokers fit in the financial sort of landscape because a lot of our listeners I guess when they're searching for brokers they'll come across names such as computer share or you know um, comsec pocket and I guess if you can help us articulate where brokers sit with relationship yeah. to all of those different businesses. Yeah, sure. So you've got a few different sort of structures across the investment landscape. So you've got the the saving, you've got a savings account, which is you know, typically a bank account that you can you can earn no 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 interest. No <laughs> interest on interest. Cash yeah. is not yeah. king. Yeah, cash <laughs> cash is yeah, that that's true. I, an interesting story about that as well <laughs> the um then then you've got the micro investing guys which is quasi saving quasi investing where you, you you're investing small amounts into a managed fund and getting exposure to to broad market sectors yeah and, and for people who aren't familiar with the term micro investing it's companies like uh raise or comsec pocket where they you can put a few cents in um and they'll pull that with everyone else's money and invest yep. it yeah 
and then and then you've got brokers so the the full service the online guys in terms of computer share and link and if you've bought shares you you will have Paper certainly you will have yeah. certainly <laughs> got a bunch of <laughs> a, a bunch of letters in the mail so those are really service providers that sit between shareholders and and actual companies that you own shares in and they handle the share registry so when you become a shareholder, they send you a welcome letter. You can't get emailed that, apparently. You have to get <laughs> half a tree in the mail every month. Uh, they'll also send you a, a, a holding statement at the end of each month to tell you to remind you how many shares you've got. Because <laughs> you can't say that online. Can't say that. <laughs> so you can log in and see it, but they still need to send you the tree. Um, so they are, they are really a, a service provider to the industry. And... And then you've got you've got ETF providers as well. Mm. So ETF provider is or an issuer is a company like Vanguard, Beta Shares, ETF Securities, VanEck. So those guys create ETFs. They tr- create a single security on the market that invests in a range of different shares. Usually that follows an index, whether it's the Nasdaq or or the ASX two hundred, and you buy a single share and you get exposure to a range of different shares. If you bought one of those, Computer Share or Link is still sending you a, yeah, mm. a so, mountain of paperwork. So and you've got to buy those, you've got to buy those ETFs through a broker. Third policy here at Equity Mates <laughs> is that we hate paperwork. <laughs> so I think for people uh, who aren't too familiar with all those different terms, they may have got a bit uh, lost in all those different uh, you know parts of the market so let me let me summarize it tell me if i've got it or not um so you've got your normal bank savings account and micro investing really help you get your money sorted save money but you can't buy individual shares with those um brokers are the the part of the market where you can actually put an order in and buy shares they're the only players in the market where you can actually go and buy shares yep then you have um companies out there like vanguard and beta shares that are making products that we can invest in so um, through a broker through a broker yeah yep. so you could well, through a broker you could buy shares or you could buy some of these other investment products that are being created by the likes of vanguard and beta shares yep and then once you buy you then have the likes of uh, link markets CompuShare, boardroom who then manage your relationship as a shareholder in the company as a part owner of the company with that company Correct. so the company doesn't have to manage millions of shareholders themselves yeah, they outsource that and yeah. throughout all that uh ecosystem i guess you could call it um brokers are the only ones that you can buy shares you can't go to beta shares or vanguard and say you know i want to buy shares of combank um you can't go to boardroom media and say you manage the relationship with combank i want some shares it's brokers that facilitate that access yep yeah nice Nailed i think it. you summarized it so john let's turn our attention to i guess the rules and regulations around brokers um because i think it's an important thing to understand yep i guess basically are there rules that you guys need to follow to make it possible for us to buy stocks through you absolutely so the 
the movies that you see, the Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> those, are, those are exactly... That's based on superheroes' uh, offices, I've, isn't it? I've, never, I've actually never seen any of that stuff happen uh, in, throughout my career. Um, so, no, we, we didn't have uh, You should Friday. start it at superheroes. We didn't stuff. have Friday parties with, with midget throwing. Um, so, so, yeah, there, there's a huge amount of rules and regulations. So ASIC, ASIC regulates the sector. And there are capital requirements, there are ASX market rules, and th there's, there's rules that we as a broker have to ensure our clients are following as well. So there's people who have come onto the platform asking why they can't you know, put a buy order on at a price significantly higher than the current price. Mm -hmm. There's market rules, market integrity rules that, that are in place to make sure you know, things don't go, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. too, too that's, crazy. That Bryce keeps trying to inflate the price of Afterpay by trying to buy one share at $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I put in a lot of buy orders. You're not allowed to. Yeah, but there, there's, you know, there's, there's, um, there are people who do try and manipulate the market mm. and, and there's rules and regulations in place. And, and a lot of those uh, rules are enforced by the broker. So and and if the broker does put in a trade that that is seen to to manipulate the market, even though we are just the facilitator and pushing an automated order through, that those those requirements do fall on our shoulders. So there's there's a huge there's a huge range of, of rules and, and regulations to ensure that everyone's money is safe. So from the point of inception, you know, the idea of superhero for yourself to the point of launch, can you give us an idea of the period of time it took to actually Cross all the T's, dot the I's from a regulatory point of view. Well, it took us it took us about two and a half years to get it up off the off the ground. Yeah. yeah. So ASIC licensing, ASX relationships, market participant relationships. There's a mm. huge there's a huge amount of work that's gone on in the background, and you and you just have to do it. You can't mm. you can't go to market without the regulatory structures in place because mm. you just get shut down straight away. Mm. There's there's no way around it. Yeah. So and and there's a huge amount of red tape in Australia, as as everyone knows, and I and I think though that going through that process, I, I I do believe that a lot of that red red tape is good, mm. and it's there to protect everyone. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I just want to make this distinction or try and elaborate on that a little because we do have you know, and this relates back to the price discussion earlier. Just because you're offering a lower price relative to some of the larger brokers doesn't mean there's something dodgy going on no. from a regulatory point of view or the products that you're offering. You know, some people say, I mean, how, how is it possible there's such a low brokerage for these online platforms? It must be, you know, skirting around somewhere, but yeah. it's impossible to do that. No, it, it is. It is impossible to do that. And the same, and the same conversation came up when Comsec launched. And they were twenty bucks yeah, a trade, yeah, yeah. and everyone else is charging two and a half percent back then. It was like, how are they doing it so cheap? And it's just the efficiencies that you can get through using tech and not having to have people at the other end of the phone talking, talking, taking an hour to talk about why you should buy bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the answer could be look at how much stockbrokers make. <laughs> yeah. That's why we can charge so <laughs> yeah, much less. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I think. Uh, at, to this point, we've sort of touched on uh, what brokers are, where they fit into the landscape, what they do. Um, I guess we've touched on the rules, but maybe 
the the next question is, you know, in terms of are brokers regulated, but more importantly, are they safe? Um, you, you obviously all play by the same rules, um, but if you put your money with a broker, how do you know that that money is safe, I guess? Yeah, good question. So the, the broker being the facilitator is not, does not have ownership over your shares. You know, you've, you've always got the ownership and your cash sits in an Australian, you know, regulated bank account and the stock is held ultimately by the ASX on their chess systems. So, you know, I think in terms of asset security, there's not a huge difference between, between brokers. Mm. Um, and, and again, there's those rules and regulations that are in place to make sure that, that everyone you know, is following the rules. And, and, there's, and there's regular conversations that happen with the regulators across the industry. Some, some more than others. Usually, you know, the, the big banks are sort of, you know, the, 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 key, the key culprits. Um, and I think, <laughs> I think it's just because their businesses, their businesses are so extensive. But there's not a huge amount of difference in, in you know, the different structures for, from a safety point of view. Hmm. I think it's important to just remember that the same rules and regulations that apply to your bank account is going to cover you here in this, you know, when you're putting money into your broker. Um, I mean, there's not too much to worry about from a safety point of view. And we'll touch on the chess versus custodian a bit later on in another episode. Um, but I think at the highest level, yeah, safe. Yeah, don't think uh, it's like, you know, the fact that you hold physical gold in your hand is safer than uh, yeah. this, this system. Keep your cash under your mattress. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Way yeah. safer. Like, way safer. <laughs> There's uh, no, so not, much not, regulation around this and, yeah. Yeah, and you're, and you're not, you know, you're not transferring your cash to some, you know, dodgy Southeast Southeast Asian country. Yeah. You know, well, it's, yeah. it's Bryce, Australia. Bryce did yeah, when he yeah. tried to help that uh, Philippine uh, billionaire <laughs> yeah. email him. But other yeah. than that, yeah, yeah, when I won that eighty-five million in a British British uh, yeah. lottery, I won that too. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Still yeah. waiting on that, and I have no money in my bank account. It's weird. <laughs> so to close out, I think this episode, you know, it's probably worth touching on opening a brokerage account. Um, I actually don't know what the process would have been like back in the day. I know there's a oh, lot of I'm, paperwork. Pa- I imagine <laughs> paperwork, kind, kind of like <laughs> private, like private funds these days. The amount of True paperwork you have to fill of, out yeah. for them, unbelievable. Yeah, that's unbelievable. just going to be my guess. But yeah, let's not like, even mention trying to set up an international account. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it's a lot easier in a matter of minutes. I assume. Um, well, that was that was one of the key things when we were starting Superheroes. It was taking so long to get an account at a full service broker set up. It was an eight page account form. You had to send a, a financial services guide, product disclosure statement. Then you go down to the chemist and you get your ID yeah. certified, <laughs> yeah. post it all back to the office. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, we'll get an account set up. And a couple of days later, you can trade. And you've missed the stock that you yeah. want to get. I just want to trade today. <laughs> yeah. So, so and and I can't speak for, for all of the online guys, but with Superhero, you can sign up in a matter, matter of minutes. We go through full AML ID verification on the way in. Which is um, anti-money laundering. Anti-money laundering, counter-terrorism financing. There's, yep. a, there's a whole range of, of regulation around it. And the, the, the process is pretty frictionless. Um, you can be set up in a, in a matter of minutes and you can, you can transfer money into your account and you can trade. Now with us and, and a number of the online guys, you do need to have money in your account before you can trade. But it's a matter of getting that account set up first. 
Yeah. So that that's the that's the key piece. And just to be clear on that bit of the process, you can transfer your money from your normal bank account, and then it sits in, I guess, a cash account within your brokerage platform that Correct. you can then pull on when you want to buy. You don't have to, uh, I guess transfer and buy straight away you can just have it sitting there you can hold your cash there you can transfer your cash back out yeah it's all it's all pretty pretty easy through through the platform one of one of my best savings tips well one of the things that i do in my like personal savings is um i when i get paid i transfer some of that money straight away into a brokerage account i don't know what i'm going to buy i don't you know i've so sometimes i do but a lot of the time it's about just getting that cash out of my spending account and into an account that is but, ready to go and it can't be touched. That's so, why you have yeah. to barter with household items for your food, though, because you've got <laughs> yeah. no liquidity. <laughs> hey, but I would rather have liquidity in my brokerage account than in my spending account. <laughs> Are there any other processes or things that you should know when it comes to setting up a brokerage account? Uh, I, th- I think the, the, the key sort of hurdle is going to be that, that ID verification. So whether it's with with superhero or another broker, that's going to be the critical piece. That is that is regulated by Austrac. That's mm-hmm. not regulated by ASIC. So there's there's a huge amount of um, uh, of rules and regulations you have to go through. So you know keep your keep your ID handy because you're going to need that on the way in. But once you're set up, it's it's you know it's pretty pretty easy from there. You just got to transfer money, and you obviously need to know what you're going to invest in. But that setup process can be very simple depending on who you go to yeah i think the best analogy for people who haven't set up an account before i guess it's kind of like setting up a like online shopping account or it's probably a better analogy might be like a sports betting account where they have to do id verification as well and so you know it's all online it's all pretty seamless no paperwork and then once you've got the account set up then it's like online shopping add something to your basket hit buy and then you're on your way yeah we actually we actually did an experiment. It's not gambling, though. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It's just the account setup. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we actually did an experiment. Is it quicker to buy Amazon stock or uh, Amazon socks, like yeah. socks from Amazon? Yeah. I think it was 24 seconds to buy Amazon stock and 29 seconds to buy socks from Amazon. Yeah. Wow. So that's how quick and easy it is yeah. these days. And that's not including online. delivery. True. Yeah. <laughs> you make a very good point. There. Well, T plus two. That true, true, true. Socks could have been there in time. Um, for those that are looking to perhaps trade under a sole trader or a company that they're running, um, or if they're looking to do through self-managed super fund, are there different processes involved in that? Can you do it all under the superhero or all under the same umbrella? So Superhero currently only covers individual accounts. Early next year, we'll roll out a whole suite of additional entity types. But if you wanted to set up a company or an SMSF account or, or a sole trader account at, a, at another broker, you would still need to go through those ID verification steps for the entity. So if you had a company, the company would need to be verified. The directors of the company would need to be individually verified as well. So there is a there is a, a more extensive process. We haven't Superhero hasn't launched that yet because we we want it to be completely paperless. Nice. So, yeah, so we're, right. we're almost okay. there. Okay. We're almost there. Yeah, do not and launch if there's yeah. paper. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so you'll be able to put all of your details in, and we'll electronically verify the entire structure. 
but but if you if you went to a full service broker, you're going to need a certified copy of your trust deed, the entire SMSF trust deed, and that over with your certified ID. So there's a, there's different processes, but you'd have to you'd have to verify that entire entity type to get those accounts set up. So you can do it. It just takes a little bit longer. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So to close out, I just wanted to touch on one more question around the safety side of things, um, unless you had anything else, Ren. Um, and this has come from a listener. We sort of spoke about the regulation of safety, but what about, you know, we've seen overseas that Robinhood, one of the biggest sort of platforms over there offering zero brokerage, um, got hacked and there was a big data breach. What What's the regulation around that in Australia when we're handing over bank details and that sort of stuff, um, is there rules and regulations you need to follow? So there, there are rules and regulations, but it wouldn't necessarily stop what happened in the US to Robinhood. The, the, the thing that happened there was, was not actually Robinhood's fault. What, okay. what had happened was someone had compromised someone's email account. They went into Robinhood, put in their email address, clicked forgot my password and they then had access to the reset password process for Robinhood. They went and re- reset their pra- password, were logged in and they went and traded or withdrew all of their money. So that that's difficult to get around, right? Because someone's compromised their, their, their credentials. The same thing could happen to your bank account. Someone could compromise your bank account, transfer all the money out. Now the banks step in and they, they cover you for those types of fraudulent situations. We have, we have security processes in place that actually require two-factor authentication every time, say, yeah. every time like you the, place a yeah, trade. Yeah. Yeah. So you can log into your account without two-factor authentication. And, and a couple of people have asked us, are you going to put 2FA on, on, on our accounts? Like, well, you can't do anything on your account without 2FA. So you can log in. You can say, oh, this, you know, if, if a fraudster had logged into your account, they'd be able to see that, that Bryce had bought his one Afterpay share. <laughs> and, and, and that's literally it. You can't, you can't do anything else. If you want to place a trade, if you want to withdraw money, we have 2FA on it. And when we saw the, the Robin Hood incident, we, we sort of, felt pretty comfortable that we've got we've got stronger security steps in place mm. to to um, restrict that so not not all brokers do that in australia mm. um but i think i think you know you see you see facebook you need two factor you can yeah. set up two factor yeah. authentication yeah. on facebook now and yeah. there's been so many of face facebook accounts hacked mm. so i think those security measures are very important and would certainly recommend you you look at that before you open an account with someone. Yeah. 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 Nice. Well, that was a great introduction to the fundamentals of brokers, covered what they were, a bit of the landscape, um, where they sit in the financial services sort of industry, some of the basic rules, and then how to get started. I guess the next question is, well, what are the factors to consider when uh, looking for a broker that is right for you? So that is going to be episode two. So John, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. For more info on superhero, superhero superhero.com.au. That's it. We'll talk next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you. This podcast is a production of Equity Mates Media. Any views expressed by the podcast hosts or any guests are their own and do not represent the views of Equity Mates Media or any other employer or associated organisation. Always remember, all information contained in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. 
It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of this podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. For more information, head to our disclaimer page where you can find resources to search for a registered financial professional near you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.